Hello everyone, this is Takatoshi Shibayama, host of the Future Design Podcast. In this COVID-19 special, I had a chat with Adam Mendler, who's the CEO of the Veloz Group, and also the host of the Leadership and Personal Development Podcast, 30 Minute Mentors. He talks to us what he thinks business leaders should be doing during this pandemic crisis while their workforce is working remotely. Future Design Podcast. Hi, this is the Future Design Podcast, and today I have Adam Mendler, the CEO of the Velos Group and the podcast host of 30 Minute Mentors. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Taka. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you here as well. And uh, tell us, Adam, um, how is the lockdown situation in LA at the moment? We're locked down, so it's happening. I think that uh, the situation is fluid. We're recording this on the 21st of April. So just to give your listeners some context, because I'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to be released, the mayor has announced that we're going to be under quarantine until at least the middle of May. So for the next three weeks or so, the lockdown is going to continue. I don't like using the word lockdown because at the end of the day, we do have the ability to move around. We can go to the grocery store. If you have an essential business, you can go to the office. There is the ability to have some kind of flexibility, but there's obviously a very, very strong encouragement to shelter in place. And I'm certainly sheltering in place to the best of my abilities and restricting all non-essential activity outside of my place of residence. So I totally um, respect why we're doing what we're doing and hope that this crisis can pass sooner or later. You know, this isn't something that any of us would wish upon anyone anytime. And all we can do is play our parts. We're all in this together and Hopefully, if we can stay in it together and continue to follow best practices, we can defeat this sooner than later. Never been a time when everybody had the same topic to converse about uh, in in this world, and which which I find very amazing. And and it's a way to like bond with people as well. The uh, Prime Minister of Singapore yesterday announced that we're going to be uh, in quarantine for another uh, month. So we were supposed to. Uh, open open up the uh, the quarantine from the fourth of May, and that that got extended to the first of June. So you know, a lot of people were like, you know, had their shoulders down and like, oh, but you know, it's, but we all we are all in this together, as you say, and and we can also go out uh, and do some grocery shopping, or so we're even allowed to do exercises uh, outside. So it's not like we're in jail or anything and can't sure. move. Exactly. So, yeah, but. Um, Tell us, Adam, um, and how has this quarantine uh, affected your business uh, so far? So we have a few different businesses, and it's definitely impacted our businesses in different ways. We have a cigar company called Custom Tobacco. If you go to customtobacco.com, 
you can create your own fully customized private label cigars in real time to a unique platform. And they're premium private label cigars. It's completely crushed that business because our core customers for that company are in two different categories, gift givers and event planners, primarily event planners when it comes to large orders. Event planners are buying cigars from us for corporate events. They're buying cigars from us for weddings. It could be a golf tournament. And then we do a lot of gifts, groomsmen gifts. Think about any kind of gift you need for whatever man in your life, you know, for someone like you or me, it could be our buddy, it could be your dad, it could be your boss, your client, you know, for women, it could be their husband or their boyfriend. That's the business. And right now, people aren't giving gifts. People aren't thinking about disposable income. On the contrary, everyone's thinking about how can I take whatever money I have and spend it as wisely as possible, which is a good thing. And that that piece of it is a good thing. Obviously, we want to get the economy going and get people spending back. You know, it's, it's, that part is a good thing. But um, there aren't any events. There, this is a pandemic that is completely destroyed so many different industries and anyone and everyone in the event space is getting affected in some way and as a business that caters to event planners we're getting hit we have another company called beverly hills chairs and that business has also been impacted before coronavirus our core customer for beverly hills chairs and I guess just to give your listeners a little bit of context about what Beverly Hills Chairs is and does, we're the leading sellers in the U.S. of refurbished Herman Miller Aeron chairs, refurbished brand name chairs like the Steelcase Leap, the Herman Miller Mira. What we do is we take chairs that normally retail for over $1,000 a chair. And we sell them for five to six hundred dollars a chair. So we buy them used, we refurbish them, and then we resell them at deeply discounted pricing. Before coronavirus, our core customers were small to medium-sized businesses. We were selling to lots of companies across industries, tech, finance, entertainment, lots of entertainment companies, selling to universities. And now Businesses aren't really doing much business. I mean, you can't go to the office anymore. So no one's buying office furniture for their offices. But what is happening is people are buying office chairs for their homes because your home is now your office. And you now have to think about how do I quit my office, my home office, it could be your apartment, it could be your house. How do I quit my new workspace in a way that's going to allow me to be most productive. That's going to allow me to be healthiest. And it all starts with how you sit. You spend so much time sitting on your chair that you need a great chair. So it's changed the complexion of that business. Now, it's hurt us in terms of supply chain. It's hurt us in other ways. But I try not to harp on the negative. I try to look at ways we can pivot, ways we can adapt 
ways that we can shift and change our business to the changing currents of the market. Yes. And uh, you, you have been a business leader and, and you've been talking as a podcast host to many different um, you know, business leaders in the world. Uh, and you know how how can you show leadership uh, during these times when you know your your business can is is uh, is fluttering and 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 there's many people in the same situation as well, including me. Um, what kind of advice can you give to these business leaders? It's a really good question, and it's a topic that I think everyone is thinking about. At least, if you're not thinking about it, you should be thinking about it. Leadership is always important, but in moments like this, in moments of crisis, the importance of leadership couldn't be any more pronounced. There are three areas that I think are essential for leaders to focus on in moments of crisis. Number one is transparency, trustworthiness, honesty. At the end of the day, it's really important as a leader for your word to be valuable, for your word to be trusted, for the people around you to believe what you say. You have to have credibility when you're communicating with the people around you. And it starts with telling the truth. It starts with being honest. It starts with living up to your word. And that's something that all leaders need to remember in times good and times bad because in the tough times like these your reputation is gold your reputation is always gold but in times like these your reputation is especially important because if people don't trust you they're not going to listen to you number two along those lines you need to be as proactive as possible when it comes to communicating it's a very easy time to hide under the covers. We're all working from home anyway, so why not just stay in bed and take your blanket and just, you know, hang out underneath your blanket all day? Well, leaders can't do that. Leaders need to stand up, step up, get out in front. And now is the time to be as communicative as possible. Leverage any and every tool at your disposal. We can't meet face-to-face, -face, but there are tons of ways today that we can communicate. We can do what we're doing now, jumping on a platform like Google Hangouts or Zoom or Skype. Pick up the phone, send a text message, email. There are all kinds of messaging apps, Slack. I, I personally do all of the above. And I think that leaders need to really emphasize and prioritize effective communication in moments like these number three we touched on it a little bit earlier when i was talking about beverly host chairs and what we're trying to do it's really important for leaders to be adaptable for leaders to be flexible for leaders to be nimble if there's one thing that you learn as an entrepreneur, it's the inevitability of change. 
You may not like change, but change is coming. And as a leader, you need to be prepared for change. You need your organization to be prepared for change. You need to recognize and appreciate that change is coming in some shape or form. And if you're not ready for it, you're going to be left behind. You might not be able to prepare for the specific type of change that's coming at you because you don't know what's coming at you. But what you can do is you can create an organization and create an organizational culture that is adaptive to change. And those are three things that I think all leaders should really internalize at all times, but particularly times like these. Yeah, that really uh, hits the heart, really. And then especially uh, for you know the number one and number two that you just mentioned, uh, a lot of people are working remotely. Um, they're scared. They don't know what's going to happen to the business. And uh, it, it's, it's really important right now that you remain communicative. You tell them the reality. But then how do you ease their worries? You know, because, you know, we're, we're working remotely, even though we see each other on video once, you know, you hang up the phone, you don't see them anymore. They could be going back to their home beds and, and crying or, you know, being worried. Um, how do you motivate your staff uh, during these times? Well, I think it's really important to be truthful. I don't think you want to sugarcoat things. I don't think you want to mislead or misdirect. Certainly don't want to lie because that's not going to serve anyone well. You have to be truthful. But you also have to be positive. You have to look for the silver lining. You have to look for the positives. It's your job as a leader to try to set the tone and set the direction for your organization and for all of your stakeholders. Set the mission and steer everyone toward that mission. So if there's someone who needs some cheering up, it's your job to cheer that person up. How do you do it? How do you cheer that person up? A good way to start is by listening. We have one mouth and two ears, and there's a reason for it. And we need to do as good a job as we can in just taking a step back and listening to what people have to say, processing it, and providing whatever resources that we have at our disposal to try to help. So these are unprecedented times. It's not hyperbole to say that, but leaders who can respond, leaders who have the mindset of being able to adapt, leaders who have the mindset of being able to communicate openly and aggressively, leaders who are moral, truthful, honest, ethical, will be the leaders who will be able to rally and inspire their teams in times like this. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, and how do you keep your staff uh, motivated during these times? Um, or sorry, not motivated, but more like productive. So motivation comes first, but then they have to be productive. And you need, to, as a business leader, you need to measure that as well. Uh, how do you do that? Well, I think you have to, look, at the end of the day, I, I think it's important to be sensitive 
to what's going on. We all have to be sensitive to what's going on. But when your job is to run a business, you also have to be sensitive to your responsibilities as the leader of your business. And when someone is reporting to work, when someone is, you know, on work hours, it's important for them to be focused. It's important for them to be mindful of the fact that they have a job to do. And if they're not performing, you have to hold them accountable for it. So yes, I understand that these are tough times and everyone's going through something difficult, but we are all in this together. And I think people are mindful of that. I, I don't think that anyone, I, I certainly haven't seen anyone trying to um, use this as a way to shirk from responsibility. On the contrary, I think everyone is really trying to figure out how can I play my part? How can I contribute? How can I do what I need to do? Even if what that means is just keeping my head down and doing my job to the best of my abilities during work hours and following all the best practices around sheltering in place and social distancing and so on. So as a leader, you need to be really focused on your organizational goals and you need to really help the people within your organization get there, but also do it in a sensitive way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I've been working from home, uh, you know, for quite a long time. And there were many times in my career that I worked from home a full time as well. So I've kind of started, to, I, I developed these skills on how to remain productive during these, um, not even the, during these times by working at home, you know, is to have like an, a routine, um, especially at this time, what I do is I have two kids, you know, six years old and a three-year-old who are noisy and wants to run around and, and not want to do their, their homeworks and stuff. But, you know, we, we spend some time in the morning to uh, do the home, home learning uh, activities first. And then I get back to my job and then um, I, I, you know, I, I specifically time myself like, okay, I'm going to do this for, you know, X amount of hours, take a break, sure. you know, play with the kids and then come back to work and do that. You know? So there's like a routine that I, I do. And then after work, we'll all go outside, do some exercise or we'll do it inside if it's raining. You know, these are kind of tools that, you know, try to keep productive. I mean, do you have something of your own that uh, you, can, you can share with us? Yeah, I have a lot of tips and we could dedicate an entire episode just to this topic, but I'll share a couple. I think that it's important to focus on your health, particularly in times like these, particularly when you're working from home, because you can drive yourself crazy you can fall into a rut when you can't actually go out and go to the gym and you can't go out and see your friends or see your neighbors. So you need to focus on your physical health. You need to focus on your mental health. You are what you eat. Prioritize healthy eating. Prioritize getting a good night's sleep. You're going to feel a lot better when you sleep well at night. So get a good night's sleep. And if you don't get a good night's sleep, get a good night's sleep the next night. Work out develop a workout routine. I love going to the gym. It 
pains me not to be able to go to the gym, but I've developed a work for, workout from home routine now because I've had to. And everyone has to develop some form of an exercise routine because if you're just sitting around and sitting on your hands all day, it's not good for you physically, it's not good for you mentally, and it's not good for you emotionally. I think people should incorporate some form of meditation into their day. Even if it's just a couple of minutes, it can make a big difference. Those are just a few tips. I mean, we can go on and on about these. A tip that we talk a lot about in our business is the importance of having a dedicated workspace. We sell office chairs and we sell other forms of office products. We sell sit-to-stand desks. And especially in situations like yours when, Take, you have a couple of kids running around. It's very easy to get distracted. Carve out a workspace that is your zone, that allows you to stay focused and stay productive in that sphere. It's a do not disturb area. And then furnish that zone in the way that enables you to be most productive, whether that's buying the right chair, buying the right desk, getting the right monitors, getting whatever accessories you need, tooling it up, gearing it up so that you're going to be as productive as possible. But carve out a dedicated workspace. You, you don't need to live in a mansion to have a home office, even if it's just a corner of your apartment that is your space. So these are a few tips, and it's something that clearly we're all thinking about, and hopefully it's something that people can incorporate into their lives because I'm a big believer that this is the beginning of a trend around working from home. I think that companies are going to increasingly decentralize. I think that the workforce is going to become increasingly more distributed and more and more people are going to work from home. So we might as well start learning how to do it well. Yeah, there's a whole you know new topic about future of work and how to work remotely, and it's going to be a huge issue from now on. Um, and you know, I think this this lockdown period is going to exaggerate the the speed of how people Absolutely. work. Yeah. Um, so, so again, you know, when working from home, obviously, you know, you, people understand the situation of the company. Um, everybody's a little bit worried, but eventually, you know, you see the productivity uh, of people. You do see the uh, kind of direction that your company is going, but you know, you do have to let some people go, right? And and how do you deal with that? How do you communicate that? To your employees, uh, especially during these times when you know it's very easy to pe for people to go mentally, um, you know, sick. You have to communicate it as sensitively as possible. You know, firing someone's never easy. I've had to fire people over the years. You're talking about laying people off, which isn't easy either. You know, we've never easy to let anyone go, but. You have to do it with a level of sensitivity. You have to do it with a level of care. You have to do it in a way that the other person is going to 
really feel as look i'm a big believer that we should try to treat people the way that we want to be treated but we should also try to treat people the way that they want to be treated so really try to take the time to understand who this person is and how would they best like to take this tough news and just be mindful of it at the end of the day you have to do it and people are respectful of the fact that leaders have to make hard decisions people are yeah. not respectful of leaders who can't make decisions you've got to make a tough decision that's why you're the leader but try to make it in a way in which the person who is on the other end is going to receive it as softly as possible. Yeah, empathy seems like it's uh, very high on the list of business leaders' skill sets, uh, especially during these times. Um, can you you interviewed a lot of people, uh, very you know high level people in your podcast? I mean, can you give some examples of who were you know empathetic? I mean, maybe there are some uh, examples that we can all learn from there. Yeah, really good question. I think just about every successful leader possesses empathy. If you don't care about the people you lead, you're not a leader. Every leader has to really love the people around them and has to love people. What I will say, Taka, is I've interviewed a lot of really tremendous military leaders. I've interviewed many three and four star generals and admirals and one of the things that i found fascinating about my interviews with america's top military leaders who i've been privileged to interview is every leader who i've interviewed has really emphasized just that the importance of empathy the importance of caring the importance of really looking out for the people who you lead and i know that when you watch movies like a few good men it's easy to associate military leadership with this is a command do this do that but when you actually talk to great military leaders what you hear is successful leaders in the military like successful leaders today in all fields successful business leaders successful leaders in sports are able to lead by inspiring the people around them i've had military leaders tell me i've never raised my voice in my entire military career i've had leaders tell me i can count on one hand the number of times someone has said to me in my career, this is an order. And on one level, it's counterintuitive, but on another level, it makes perfect sense because the core principles of effective leadership are applicable regardless of who you're leading, regardless of where you're leading. They're important for everyone to apply. Yeah. I, I, I am actually pretty surprised because you always think of military leaders as screaming and, you know, everybody had to follow orders. 
you know, the leadership kind of, um, concept in Asia is still, you know, kind of that top down a way of uh, communicating, you know, if you're the chief, chief in command, then you tell people what to do and then they have to follow if they don't and then you're fired. You know, that's the kind of idea uh, that people have in their minds uh, here in Asia. But more and more, you know, we hear about these or these Western influences are coming into Asia right now, uh, learning about how, how to become more effective, more empathetic uh, business leaders. Yeah, well, thank you for that um, uh, insight and it's very valuable for us here. Um, Adam, thank you for your time. And uh, where can people find you? Because you're a public speaker, you're a thought leader, you're a you know, podcast host. You know, where, where can we go to find more about you? Thank you, Taka. I really enjoyed this conversation, really enjoyed this experience. This was a lot of fun for me, and I hope your listeners had as much fun as I've had. You can find me very easily. It's really just my name, Adam Mendler. So you can go to adammendler.com. It's my website. You can find me on social media, at Adam Mendler, at Adam Mendler on Instagram, at Adam Mendler on Twitter. My podcast is 30 Minute Mentors. That's all spelled out. So you can go to 30minutementors.com. You can also find it on your favorite podcasting app. So whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, just punch in 30 Minute Mentors, spell it out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, you name it. And I am excited to connect. Great. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This podcast is not sponsored by anyone. It's completely self-funded. I love speaking to visionaries and leaders who are creating the path to a future. And I hope you're enjoying this too. Please let me know in the comments or reviews what you think of the show and how I can make this more beneficial to you. Alright, have a great day or evening, wherever you are. Bye.